Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Judge Jeanine Pirro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Jeanine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. Tunnel to Towers Foundation presents the Judge Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. I hope everyone's enjoying their day so far. It is a great day here in New York City. A lot going on. A lot of events. Uh, uh, 9-11 connected. Tunnel to Towers, who's our great supporter. And uh, we support them as well. They are one of the reasons that so many people are living better lives. And uh, all all of our uh, congrats go to Frank Siller and all of the people at Tunnel to Towers who do so much for so many. Uh, and so we are still armed and ready to serve justice here with all my great listeners here on the Red Apple Audio Network. Uh, there's a lot going on, and uh, I can't wait to talk to you about it. And I can't wait to hear uh, your calls. Uh, the call line is going to be open today. I want to make sure that I hear from you. We're going to take those calls right here on the Friends of the Court hotline. You know the number. It's 1-800-848-9222. That's one 800 Two, make sure you give us a call and share your thoughts. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get to a lot of topics today. We've got some great guests today. And uh, first, though, I'd like to uh, talk a little bit about what happened in America this week. So this week, we found out that uh, the failed gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams in Georgia, who uh, refuses to concede that she lost the election. Uh, you know, a Democrat who refuses to concede, apparently that's okay. Uh, apparently to the Dems, she's not a conspiracy theorist because she's not a Republican. But that person, Stacey Abrams, a Democrat running for governor in Georgia, this week told us that everything that we've ever heard about a fetal heartbeat at six weeks is a lie. It's a straight out lie. I guess we didn't know that Stacey Abrams had a medical degree. This woman comes out and makes this statement. Take take a listen. There is no such thing as a heartbeat in six weeks. It is a manufactured sound designed to convince people that men have the right to take control of a woman's body away from her. Manufactured sound so that men can control women's bodies? Are you kidding? How many of us, including myself, have had a sonogram and heard that heartbeat? I don't know what she's trying to... Actually, I do know what she's trying to do. They're trying to devalue whether or not there is a heartbeat and therefore life in the, uh, in the mother's womb. And so it's all about misinformation. So we can just say, okay, it's not a big deal. It's just a clump of cells. So I don't know where the misinformation board is. I don't know why she isn't being canceled because she's a conspiracy theorist. But let's keep going. 
This week, uh, the president, of course, last week declared that the pandemic was over and everybody in the White House, who apparently are the president and not Joe Biden, decide that that's wrong, that it really isn't over. The reason it's not over is because they need to make sure that uh, the freebies don't go away. Because if it's over, there's no student debt cancellation, there's no expanded welfare benefits. And uh, so here we are in the middle of some kids being still forced to wear masks in schools, although the president says the pandemic's over. And yet the immigrants coming off of buses in New York City, you've seen them. They're shaking hands with the Mayor Adams representative to welcome them. These people, the Democrats, they can't decide whether, you know, there is a pandemic, there isn't a pandemic. If they're immigrants, there is no pandemic, okay? But if they're Americans, they're a pandemic. And the same with Stacey Abrams. You're a conspiracy theorist if you're a Republican, but not if you're a Democrat. Okay, and let's just talk about the fact that uh, the president's the the old unifier-in-chief. He continues with his divisive rhetoric. He attacked MAGA Republicans during his Midwest stump speeches days after that horrible and weeks after that horrible primetime speech when he branded Trump supporters as a threat to the country. Of course, the New York Times and the New York uh, and the Washington Post may be clear on that defended him. Uh, And, you know, they condemn MAGA Republicans saying that those who supported Trump should be named and ashamed. And, you know, That's really sad because 74 million Americans voted for Donald Trump and they call those people fascists. And then Hillary came out a couple days ago and said, "Eh, you know, Trump and pretty much like Hitler. Uh, When you start talking about Hitler, you know that uh, they're at the end of their rope. And uh, in the MSNBC, they say Americans versus MAGA. That's the new national conflict. You see what they're doing? They're trying to cancel people on the right. And in North Dakota, we saw the upshot of this hate speech when a 41-year-old man admitted to killing an 18-year-old that he called an extremist that he had just had an argument with, and he ran over him with his truck. So we're going to get to that story next with a great guest who's going to be talking about this case and how it's being handled, both by the media and by the prosecutor. So uh, I, I want to make sure that you stay with us. You're going to be very interested in this. And, of course, never forget, join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on its mission to do good in honor of America's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. This is the Judge Jeanine Show. This is the Judge Jeanine Show. Now, here's Judge Jeanine Puro. Welcome back to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Uh, we have a great guest with us now. He is a public policy uh, expert and a fellow at the Center of the American Experiment. Uh, He is also a former police captain, uh, someone who has spent a great number of years and probably most of his life in law enforcement. Please join me in welcoming David to the Judge Jeanine Tunnelton Towers Foundation show. Uh, David is a a well-respected individual with about uh, at least 20 years in investigations and the the other 13 in various supervisory roles. And David is, is on with us to talk about that North Dakota case where an 18-year-old was run over 
by a 41-year-old in a truck. And I just want to set the stage a little, David. Thank you for being with us um, before I actually get into this uh, with you. The person who ran over the teen is, uh, his last name is Brant, 41 years old. He said that he hit the teen uh, because he said the teen uh, was part of a Republican extremist group and he was afraid they were going to come and get him. Now, uh, the 18-year-old, of course, is dead. And right now he is being charged with vehicular homicide. Uh, We cannot get an answer from the Foster County Attorney General's office. I can tell you myself, David, that I've tried for days. They're not even answering the phone. I think they're afraid of the press. They're afraid of this case. But, David, tell us what your take is on this case. uh, And uh, why do you think they're being so quiet about this? Well, certainly, uh, first and foremost, because the case is still under investigation. I think that's one of the reasons they're citing for not wanting to talk about it publicly. But I think you set the stage correctly. Um, Less than three weeks after President Biden vilified mega Republicans in a speech and he called them extremists and a threat to the country, we saw a defendant in a criminal case who killed somebody use that same rhetoric as justification for the killing. And I think it's now starting to get national attention. And uh, some of the authorities in uh, North Dakota are, you know, maybe understandably careful about what they're saying. You know what? I I agree with you, David Zimmer. Uh, I agree that they have to be understandably careful. But right now, the liberal networks won't even talk about this. You've got a 41-year-old who mows down and intentionally, his words were that I intended to hit him. Right. Okay, so there's no and let's let me just make this clear to my listeners. He is charged with vehicular homicide. He should be charged with murder. End of the story. This is not a vehicular homicide where you're in a car and you just kill someone accidentally. This is an intentional murder where you took the vehicle and used the vehicle as a weapon to take a life. And this is from the defendant's words. We're not making this up, folks. This is not my conclusion. And in fact, the North Dakota Attorney General, David, said that the suspect admitted his actions were motivated by a dispute over political beliefs. And although, you know, the officials are saying there's no evidence that he was a MAGA extremist. Did you read that? Right. Yep. Yes, I am. So they're 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 coming out and they're saying there's no evidence that he was a MAGA extremist. But what they're not saying is that there is evidence that the defendant believed that he was, and that's the only evidence that you need. You don't need corroboration of that. The defendant himself said he was an extremist. The defendant himself said that that's why he killed him. Right, right. Um, Yeah, there's so much, so many interesting details to this tragedy. Um, And one that you pointed out at the beginning of what you were just saying is, the double standard in the media. Um, Late last week, a reporter in North Dakota had done a search and had had, uh, found out that virtually all of the the mainstream media were ignoring the case. And those that were putting anything out were largely just using the syndicated AP story, and that's it. 
Um, and MSNBC has yet to do a story on it, apparently. Yeah. Um, so the double standard is really yeah, striking. Now, can you imagine if a Republican drove over a, a, a progressive and said, you know, I wanted to kill him. We, he's a, he's right. an, he's a leftist extremist. But you see, that's not the America we live in today, David Zimmer, uh, uh, with the uh, Center for uh, the American Experiment. I mean, this is something that is crazy. And the, 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 look at the bail. They gave this guy $50,000 bail. The guy, Brandt, who intentionally ran over and killed an 18 year old who was a good kid. He was going to college. He was a good right. kid. And the whole town has a GoFundMe page for the family. The town loved this kid. Now, right. $50,000 bail, the dirt bag, and I'm going to call him a dirt bag because he admitted it. Uh, he says he needs to get on with his life and his job. Really? You put an 18-year-old in the ground and you need to get on with your life. But why is bail so low when Karen Bass, a a, a, a woman who's running for mayor in Los Angeles. She has two guns stolen. That's a story in itself, David Zimmer. But and she, they get a half a million dollars bail and a million dollar bail and 50000 for a man who kills a kid? Yeah, I'm personally, I'm, I'm questioning that myself. Uh, that seems extraordinarily low for a case that involved a death. And I know at this point, they don't, you know, quote unquote, only have them charged with vehicular homicide. But um, I looked into the, the, the bail system in North Dakota and learned that it's heavily weighted towards the, the sole goal of assuring the defendant, the, the defendant appears back in court. Right. Whereas most states have uh, added an element to the bail evaluation process that that evaluates the threat to the community. And it, I would argue that that prong wasn't used here. Uh, it wasn't uh, considered here because this this brand is obviously a threat to the community. Whether, you know, again, I caution, we don't know exactly what happened yet, but he uh, his actions ended up killing somebody and he thought it was justifiable to use political rhetoric to explain it. Right. Right. But yeah, the, the point that you make about bail and when, when I was a judge, uh, it was a felony criminal court judge. And, you know, yeah. I would sit there. The purpose of bail uh, is to assure the defendant's return to court. There's no question about it. And, right. you know, it's part of the Constitution. It's the Eighth Amendment and the social justice warriors, that nonsense. You know, when they've eliminated bail, I think it just I'm not sure where it was this week, but a guy. Oh, Alvin Bragg, New York City. They they give a guy a. a apparently released him and he went on to molest another five women right after he was released. I mean, the the recidivist rate is unbelievable, but not so unbelievable because you figure if you can do it once, why not do it again? No one's punishing you. But the idea of of, of the community being at the prong that the judge didn't use, whether there was a danger to the community, that's crazy because if he thinks this kid and the attorney general and everyone else says there's no evidence to believe he was a MAGA extremist, as though that would have been justification. But if the authorities are saying he wasn't, that means that in this murderer's mind that anyone can be a MAGA extremist. It, if maybe they wear the wrong color one day and you can mow them over and kill them. 
Exactly. I guess that's my point is he has demonstrated he is a threat to the community. If even if, you know, let's say that in the best case scenario, he was just a drunk man that ran somebody over. He still stopped, saw the the poor kid laying there. He was still alive and he drove away. He left him for dead. So this is not a, a this is not a good man. Well, you know, Republican Steve Scalise who was shot by a Bernie Sanders report, uh, a supporter after he was on a baseball field and the shooter asked which were the Democrats and which were the Republicans and he shot the Democrats. Now, uh, you know, Steve Scalise, uh, he's the one who said this is coming directly from Joe Biden. Joe Biden has called 74 million people fascist, MAGA extremists, uh, that, that that these are people who, you know, don't believe as we do. And this is creating a divide. It's amazing that in the United States, we have a country where the president and the leaders hate half of the country. 74 million voted for Trump. I'm sorry. That's a fact. Even the defense, the the uh, the leftists agree to that and not North Korea. Uh, not Iran, you know, we're dancing with Iran again, you know, and not China, uh, but Americans. And whenever you pit Americans against Americans and then it is justified by the press, you know, whether it's the Times or the Post, then we're in big trouble. We're in big trouble. What do you think is going to happen to this case, David? Well, I am... I'm optimistic that charges will be enhanced in this. Um, I think you indicated earlier this is a this is a murder. I that's I strongly feel this is a murder and not just vehicular homicide. Um, and so I I'm going to be patient and and wait for the North Dakota Highway Patrol to finish their investigation and consult with the Foster County Attorney. And I'm optimistic that charges will be enhanced and maybe even. Uh, Mr. Brandt will be, you know, brought back into custody after a, a further review of the bail status. There's some uh, indication in recent reports over the weekend here um, that people in the town where he lives have indicated he's possibly got some mental health issues, and he's. We're talking to, about the killer. The killer, right? Yeah. That he, he's he's had some fits of rage in the past and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. they're kind of laying out that um, that history. And he does have a history in the courts with alcohol related driving offenses. So, well, you know, he's used his vehicle, David Zimmer, as a weapon in the past uh, by driving illegally under if he's under the influence or, dr- or drunk. I'll allow drunk. Right. I don't know. But I don't know who that judge is. And see, here's the problem. Look, I was a DA and I was a judge. And, and I mean, I know this game. And when you just shut down everything and you don't come out with some information, any information, just saying, look, it's under investigation. We are getting all of the information we can at this time. Uh, our hearts go out to the family of the 18-year-old. Uh, but they can't justify the charges. They can't justify the bail. They don't want to get involved in something national because they know everyone's going to be watching them. You know what? If you don't have the – what's the word I want to use? If you don't have the – come on, David, help me. The, you no, know you're on I, your own there, Judge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't have the fortitude uh, to do your job, 
then get the hell out and don't do the job. But you can't hide on cases like this. That's not your job. You're a public official. Uh, I'm right. going to have to look up this state's attorney in uh, in that county because I have a feeling there's a little weakness there. But I'll, I'll let you know. Anyway, David Zuber, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Have a Thanks. good day. You too, David. And up next on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I will be speaking with someone who has a very interesting take on Letitia James, the attorney general in New York State, and her assault against the Trump family. Uh, That is all coming up here on the Red Apple Audio Network. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Puro. Okay, welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Now, I, I tease this segment because... I wanted you to think about who would be very interesting to speak to on the recent claim by the Attorney General of New York, Letitia James, that uh, she has enough, uh, that she's had enough of the, uh, of the Trumps, that she at this point is looking to charge, not with a crime, mind you, because she doesn't have enough evidence for a crime, but she is looking to uh, uh, bring a civil suit against Donald Trump as well as the whole family. Take a listen to this sound for a second. I am announcing that today we are filing a lawsuit against Donald Trump for violating the law as part of his efforts to generate profits for himself, his family, and his company. All right. Now, uh, his family and his company to generate profit. Okay. So here we have an unprecedented three-year investigation into the president's finances. I mean, think about it. Who could survive anything like that unscathed? I doubt the Pope could. A showboat press conference where you throw around words like fraud, conspiracy, and falsifying records. Okay, these are crimes. You're the chief law enforcement officer in New York State. Why not indict? Why not indict, bring charges? Why? Because you would actually have to prove something, Letitia James, and you'd have to provide discovery. The easier course is to file a BS lawsuit and let it drag out, I don't know, one or two, three years just to influence a pending presidential election. Meanwhile, the most damning evidence of public corruption, a laptop chock full of damning emails and photos and appointment books and phone messages, the kind of stuff a prosecutor never gets her hands on, so far nothing. The Dems are weaponizing every legal arm available to them, and our side holds press conferences. We don't even know how to take them on. But my next guest is someone who can speak to this even more uh, seriously than I am, and that is Laura Trump, the daughter-in-law of the president and a Fox News contributor. Laura, I am furious about this, absolutely furious. This woman ran... I'm going to let you talk. Go ahead. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> well, tell, tell me how you really feel, Judge, because we're not sure. Well, listen, I of course, there, there are so many people that, that see this for what it is, and you just did a great job of as to why it's a complete sham and laying that out for everyone. Um, you know, you were about to say, and I'll go ahead and, and reiterate what I think you were going to say. Letitia James campaigned, raised money, and did, I mean, her entire campaign was focused around taking down Donald Trump. 
She said time and time again, I'm going to sue him. I'm going to go after him. I'm going to take him down. Not I'm going to make this state safe for the people of New York State. Not that I'm going to try and bring down crime. Not that I'm going to make it a great place to raise a family for elderly to live. No, no, just solely I'm going to get Donald Trump. That's how she campaigned. And here we are. We are 40-some days, I think 41 days maybe now, from a midterm election where Letitia James is behind her Republican opponent in the polls. Again, a Democrat in the state of New York behind a Republican. Yes, in the polls. So she campaigned and promised she's taking down Donald Trump. You just said it. Three years, millions, Judge, of documents she went through. And the best she could do is a civil lawsuit because there is no crime, because what she is alleging is absolutely preposterous. And it's impossible to prove that there was any wrongdoing. You think about what she is trying to lay out. She is trying to say that Donald Trump and my husband and his brother and sister inflated property values in order to get loans from banks. Well, let's keep in mind something. Many of these loans have been paid back in full, by the way, ahead of time. These banks made hundreds of millions of dollars. There was never once a loan that was defaulted. There was no loss. There were no damages. So what what is she doing here? There is no victim because there was no crime. We all know what this is. It's about politics, like all of the rest of this nonsense that involves Donald Trump, the Trump Organization, our family, anyone with our last name. And it's so disgusting because instead of looking out for the people of New York and and watching the the crime skyrocket like we've seen, this is where Letitia James has put her energy and taxpayer money from the people of New York. Well, the sad part about it is that, look, if uh, look, I ran for attorney general in New York, Laura. I don't know if I ever told you that. Um, And uh, I was a Republican and I lost in I think it was 2006. And, uh, you know, it's almost impossible to not win if you're a Democrat. That's number one. But if she is behind in the polls and I want to I want to focus on this right now, if she is behind in the polls because and it makes sense as the attorney general, I mean, my agenda would be crime and making sure that the the first order of government, which is my business, is to protect the citizenry. Her first order of government is to go after the Trump family. And it's it's really sad. I know that this has been going on for years. And how we justify that is is alarming to me. Who is she running against? Who is this guy she's running against? His name is escaping me right now, but he's a Republican who has talked about exactly what you are saying. And I think that's why people are paying attention. The fact that crime is through the roof in the state of New York and you have people leaving our, uh, you know, uh, the state that I used to call home. I moved to Florida. I'm one of the people. Uh, People are fleeing New York to the so much so that we've lost a congressional seat in the state of New York. Yes. As has California. Florida and Texas, of course, have gained them because people don't want to live in a place where they don't feel safe or they don't feel like they're protected and they can raise a family safely. And so that's what the Republican has talked about. And I guess it's ringing true for people. People are saying, hey, this is something that we can get behind. You're right. It's very hard to win in New York as a Republican. But I'm just going to say to all of your listeners, if you are not happy with the skyrocketing crime, if you don't feel like this is a safe place for you and you want to turn New York back into the great state that it can be and that it once was, go out and vote on November 8th and make sure you vote for Republicans down the ticket, especially as it relates to the attorney general seat. 
in the state of New York. All right. And one last question, Laura, because I know I know you're always crazy busy and we love having you on Uh, with this lawsuit. I mean, the children being named as well. And if these loans have been paid back, many of them or most of them, as you said, I mean, isn't it up to the bank? Okay, so let let me let me ask a a simple question. If I want to get a mortgage and or or I want to, you know, take out a second mortgage on my home. Doesn't the bank have an obligation to make sure that whatever money they're loaning you is based on some collateral that is sufficient to pay to pay them back? I mean, isn't this up to the banks? Are the banks complaining or just Letitia James? Oh, you think that if one of these banks had even a whisper of a complaint about someone with the last (laughs) name Trump, we wouldn't have heard about it, of course. Yes, the the banks have their own due diligence that they do. They have their own appraisers. They have their own valuations of properties in order to validate the amount of money that they're loading. You're exactly right. So this entire civil lawsuit, and I mean, I feel ridiculous even saying it because it's such a joke, is just that. It's a joke. It's absurd. There is no standing on anything that Letitia James is trying to bring forward and quite frankly, she's an embarrassment to herself and that office. It's, it's such a shame to oh. see that this is where we are in 2022. Well, it was a great office. The attorney general's office in New York was a great office that fought for consumers' rights, again, you know, to make sure that the little guy was heard. Uh, when I ran for that office, one of the one of the, the, the legs of my administration would have been the idea of pedophiles who've already served their time, Laura. And, you know, it's very interesting. It, they've already served their time and I fought for a law in New York which would keep them in a uh, secure hospital if they were considered a danger to the community. In other words, if the pedophile refused uh, you know, to take medication and was continuing to have sex with children, we, uh-huh. and I fought for this law, we can actually keep them in a hospital. But in now, the New York that we live in now, not only are they, are they not being hospitalized, they're simply being let out on the street to molest again and again and again. Again. Uh, but in the end, uh, this is, I mean, you know, you've got two kids, Laura. I mean, I love your kids. They're so cute. I watch you on Instagram all the time. But usually, usually about one in the morning, I'll do my Instagram and then I can't figure out why I can't sleep. But anyway, um, you've got other things to do. Eric Trump has other things to do. I mean, he's running his dad's business. He's probably the most quiet. Um, you, you know, he's a businessman. I mean, you, why do you have to be punished because your father ran for president. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, it's it's so sick. It's so sad. It's the reason, honestly, that I, I think a lot of great people decide not to run for public office because they see what happened uh, when you actually try to do it the right way. And if we're being honest, they have done this to our family because they know they can't control Donald Trump because he is a threat to the system, to the establishment. And they're terrified, Judge, that he's going to make another run for the Oval Office. They can't afford it in Washington, D.C. They're, you know, they've been patting each other on the back and and helping each other out for a long time and forgetting Mm -hmm. about their constituents around the country. They're terrified Donald Trump's going to run, win and expose them all. And um, they're doing everything they can to stop him. It's so sick. It is. It's a crazy, crazy team in there. So I have to ask you one more question. Is he going is Donald Trump going to run for president in 2024? 
<laughs> well, if you ask me if I think he should, my answer is absolutely. I think he has to. I don't think there's any other way that we truly get our country back on track without him. Uh, you'll have to get him on the show and you ask him yourself. I don't know. I can't answer for him, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. Well, I will get him on the show, hopefully. And uh, I'm sure he's, he's he's relatively busy. But, you know, when we think about the economy and we think about what was going on when uh, Donald Trump was president, we didn't have the inflation. People didn't have to count money before they went to the supermarket. Uh, you know, 40-year high inflation, open borders, uh, it, 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 you know, crime. And there's no punishment. It's it's crazy time in America. I can't believe it. And we just I was just speaking with the other guest of an 18 year old uh, who was killed and run over by a 41 year old who said he was a MAGA extremist, which brings me right to Joe Biden. You know, the the great unifier in chief uh, who was doing nothing but trying to break down the country into us and them. Sad commentary, really. Anyway, it's terrible. Yeah, Absolutely it, terrible. Yeah. And, and by the way, that 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 is another incredible joke that the American people, they tried to feed us like Joe Biden was going to unite us. I have never seen someone more divisive mm-hmm. as a, a, a quote unquote leader in my entire life than Joe Biden. Um, it's, it's disgusting. But you know what? I think people get it. I think they see where we are. I think they know what they need to do on November 8th. Get everyone, you know, out to vote. And then we turn towards 2024, and I hope that uh, soon we'll be talking about my father-in-law running in 2024. All right. All right. Laura Trump, thank you so much for joining us today, and take care. Have a great Sunday, Laura. Thanks so much. All right. Bye. And, folks, never forget, that's a commitment we made on 9-11. We make commitments, and we honor them. Honor it by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. And up next here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I will be taking your calls on the Friends of the Court hotline. Plus, I will then gavel out with my closing argument. It's all coming up here on the Red Apple Audio Network. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's PriorityGoldGuide.com. It's the Judge Janine Show. This is the Judge Janine Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Bureau. Okay, everybody, welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Now to the Friends of the Court hotline. Let's go to Diane in Brooklyn. Welcome, Diane. Oh, Hello? Okay, wait a second, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, hi. Having a speaker. Um, okay. Let me take you off the speaker. Okay. okay. All right. Welcome, well, Diane. I have a statement I wanted. Hi, I love you. I have a statement I wanted to make, but as I'm sitting here waiting, I thought of a question, and I'd like to ask them, say them both. Go ahead. Okay. Number one, since when 
What in the hell is a MAGA extremist? Make America great again? What is wrong with that? How can he make that into a negative? I mean, yep. he, you know, he does, but it's insane when you think about it. It means that, well, we don't want our, our country to work anymore. It's nuts. Yep. You know oh. what I'm saying? MAGA extremist. What the hell is that? Okay. Secondly, though, as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, okay, you know how they want to make the, the yeshivas uh, 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 teach the uh, secular subject, the uh, Hasidic yeshivas, really, that they're not uh, they're really teaching the uh, secular subjects. But I'm wondering if, that's all, if they're also including in that all this gender crap and CRT well, shit. Too, I doubt it. Because that... Well, because that is the basic thing that the public schools are teaching. Right, And they're right. certainly not teaching it in the, in the, the in yeshivas. Some, yeah, okay. Well, let me answer Let me answer your first question, uh, Diane, and it's a good one. What is the problem with wanting to make America great again? What the leftist progressives did was because their job is to create hate and divisiveness, is they turned it into a negative. And now they have convinced low-minded, you know, voters that, oh, that means they want to go back to when, you know, people were in chains. That, 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 those are words that uh, Joe Biden actually used. Um, they want to put you back in chains. Uh, look, but MAGA, for most people, the MAGA people are people who love this country and are willing to admit it. They believe in secure borders. They believe in law and order. They believe in business and 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 uh, uh, being able to uh, uh, frack and have gas and oil and not rely on other countries for it. I mean, it goes on and on. But in the end, what we're talking about is it's bigger than even that. For them to come out and say 74 million Americans are extremists and semi-fascists and it comes down, it starts with Joe Biden, they are creating hate so that the country starts to split apart. And, you know, it was it was Abraham Lincoln who said, you know, whatever it was, uh, you know, 150 years ago, 60, 70 he said, the, 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 the person who will destroy America, they will not cross over the ocean. They'll not be from foreign lands. It will happen from within. And I think that that's what's going on. That's what the Democrat Party is doing. Anyway, we've got Ralph in New Jersey. Ralph, talk to me. I'm, I'm talking to you right now, uh, Judge. Okay. <laughs> this is, um, if, if the Democrat will ever uh, fall a narrow victory in this election, the no debate, uh, you know, situation has uh, uh, had something to do with it, is, or is a factor on how they would pull out a narrow victory, God forbid, in this coming election. This is becoming like a pattern, not only with Wicked Witch in New York, but also that sick, puppy, punk, racist animal in Pennsylvania. This is... Is, is this like a pattern? Okay, like hold a, on. Let you, me see if I understand you. Um, the, the, you. Are you talking about Fetterman in Pennsylvania? That's correct. He's okay. a big puppy, racist, punk animal. Why do you say he's a racist? Well, the situation uh, when he was mayor, when he put a gun on someone. Oh, that's that, right. That's that. right. You're right. You're right. Everybody Google John Fetterman, uh, and you'll know exactly what Ralph is talking about. John Fetterman is afraid to debate. He doesn't want to go up against Mehmet Oz. And this is what they do. He says, okay, we'll debate on October 25th. Wait a minute. The poll, I mean, the voting started on September 19th. 
So they'll be in their fifth week of voting before anyone's able to say John Fetterman uh, has a lot of issues as it relates to equality. Uh, And Google it. And Ralph, that's an absolutely great point. This is a guy who's afraid to debate. Uh, And by the way, if you don't hate him enough already, uh, Ralph, I got another one for you. He said that all second-degree murderers, convicted murderers in prison should be let out, that we should be compassionate and let out second-degree murderers. God forbid a man like that uh, go up in government and, I mean, uh, be in the United States Senate. That would be crazy. Anyway, uh, let's talk to Felix in Queens. How are you, Felix? Yes, I'm not doing too good. Uh, anyway, that person that uh, Letitia James is running against, his name is Michael Henry, okay? Yes. Anyway, yeah. and that's not the point okay. why I call you for. Talk I was a me. peace officer for 14 years with the city of New York, Board of Education. I got assaulted on 4-10-1986. My co-worker, Adam, was not so unfortunate. He got body slammed against the wall. He went into a coma, and he died in Woodhull Hospital. Okay, but what exactly were you at the time? Excuse me? What what position did you have at the time? I I, I was a school safety officer. Oh, I got it. Okay, go ahead. And, And... and and let me inform you, this democratic, you know, uh, 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 public officials, they are corrupt. Mm. They're not doing nothing for the people. You understand what I'm saying? I do. And that's why I took it upon myself to 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 acquire a lawyer to represent me. You okay. know what this lawyer did? Falsify my signature and I retained her. They did June 7th. Okay. Okay. Let's, I don't want to get into that. What happened with your lawyer? But I can tell you this, Ralph. There's no question that um, the people who are in public office right now are not worried about the uh, the United States or the citizens of the United States. And I appreciate your calling. The Republican candidate uh, is Michael Henry, uh, and I think we've got uh, we've got. Another caller. Hold on here. We've got uh, Andrew in Stanhope. Hey, Judge. Yeah, Hi. one of the lies that, that uh, Stacey Abrams said about abortion and the left regularly says is that women are not against abortion. You know, that they're, if they are, it's like their husband browbeated them. Yeah. So many women are pro-life that they believe they want to raise their baby and they see it as a blessing to nurture. Yep. And they nurture and breastfeed, but they... They can't use formula because there's a shortage. Biden. <laughs> and I just want to ask a legal question with also um, Letitia James. She said, and Trump, Mar-a-Lago, when he sells it, he has to give 23 percent to the historicals. Well, he didn't sell it, so <laughs> he didn't do anything yeah. wrong. So. Yeah. And yeah. lastly, with the FBI, just want to ask when they floated that photo, it wasn't leaked. They published it. Isn't that a you know, illegal for them to put well, evidence. It's out. it's it's not illegal per se, but it's against their uh, their rules and their regulations. You're absolutely right about that. All right. Well, listen, everybody. Michael Henry running for the attorney general spot in New York. I'm going to try to get him on the show next week. Uh, he's someone we want to hear from. And look, are we that far gone in America? 
Is the American psyche so damaged that words are now justification for assault and murder? That's what's going on in this country. You've got an election coming up. You want to fix it? You better vote for people who believe in America, for starters, and believe in the Constitution and law and order. God bless. We'll see you next Sunday, same time, same place, and it'll be the same me. Have a great day, everybody. Bye.